Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, Kathy, uh, how's it going today? We're in uh, End Times Friday today, so Good morning. end of Happy the week, Friday. so we're excited about that. Uh, quite, quite exciting, uh, you know, what's going on. Uh, it was fun to have uh, Ned and April on uh, yesterday, and uh, great stories. And <laughs> they are one of my favorite New England couples, I yes. tell you what. Yes. What a blessing it has been to get to know them and just uh, to watch how God has worked and continues to work in their lives is just a privilege. Yeah, it really is. And it's fun to uh, how they, uh, you know, walk together and have come together and, and learn to mm -hmm. abide. And, and uh, boy, they got lots of exciting stuff uh, happening in their life. And it's fun to fun to be part of it. And, and uh, they attended a retreat uh where they really weren't together at all uh mm -hmm. and uh ed was uh, ned was really uh you know an unbeliever and and he came and accepted christ and started his walk and he was gifted right away with uh, hearing god's voice so right it was fun to see how beautiful that worked and and now they're living the life of the covenant you know the blessed to be a blessing so it's quite fun and as we uh, you know dynamic couple yes as we talk about the uh the end times um you know, I'd like to talk a little bit, introduce today about, uh, we're going to get into the seals, which is mm -hmm. really the uh, the precursor to the tribulation uh, and the opening up of certain things which indicate, you know, it's on its way soon. Uh, and soon is, is, is always relative. Uh, God soon. I know, I've always known one thing. God soon and my soon are not the two same. very different things. You know, so right? for me, it's like, okay, uh, well, any day now, right? And he said, eh, it could be decades, you know. And uh, the way I see time uh, isn't your, the way you see yeah. it. So, uh, But nonetheless, as we see these seals being opened, then we know we are progressing forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's and the, uh, and remember, Jesus said, watch the signs. Uh, and realize that the time is near. And you, you, you. Uh, I love the analogy you gave, and I use this now all the time: is uh, birth pangs. Mm -hmm. uh, and the birth pangs get uh, more intense, mm -hmm. and they get more frequent. Yeah. And then, by the way, it happens, um, and uh, it's an indicator: hey, it's happening. Get ready. Uh, and then you know, uh, as it accelerates, that it's getting closer and closer and closer. Mm -hmm. Interesting enough, and this is this is kind of why I think this analogy holds up. I can remember when uh, we had our babies, uh, you would wait for these birth pangs. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and we kind of, obviously you generally know, you know, well, you're, you know, a week away, two weeks away. Because um, we kind of know that the timeline, which is nine months or so. Right. Um, and Jesus has told us that, you know, when Israel returns as a nation, you're going to, that generation will see the end. So I think... I think we're nearing the the nine month period, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but 
when we had our babies, um, the doctor, nobody could say, well, you're going to have the baby on this day. At this hour, uh, at this time. You're yeah. just, you're just going to have to wait for the birth pangs. Mm-hmm. And then even then, you'll just experience it. And as it gets more intense and more frequent, you're going to have to wait until it mm-hmm. happens. And so it's kind of an interesting analogy that really holds up for the end is that we could be seeing birth pangs. Um, they may be getting more intense uh, and more frequent. Uh, so we, maybe we're headed that way um, and to pay attention. Uh, and remember in Revelation, he said, listen to what I'm telling you. Uh, uh, make sure you, you process it and then do it, follow it. You know? mm-hmm. So, okay, so it's kind of important. So um, as we do that, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, we've talked, you and I have talked about the, uh, the vaccine. Right. Um, and the issue of the vaccine and lots of different viewpoints about, you know, what it is, what it isn't. Uh, a lot of people that I've talked to ask me the question, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is it the mark of the beast? Right. Um, well, I can pretty safely say no, because the mark of the beast is hand in hand with a one world government. Right. And I'm not talking about Which the we're po- not there yet. I'm not talking about the potential of a one world government. Mm-hmm. Now it's But it actually being in place. It actually being being yes. you know, literally there'll be a day when mm-hmm. they'll say everybody is now um, going from your nation and your government and the way that you did things to operate under this one world government. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a for sure. That's the beginning of the tribulation. Right. Uh we're not there yet. And the mark of the beast goes hand in hand with that. And that is that uh, you have to demonstrate uh, the mark in order to uh, participate in the economic system. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, uh, God tells believers, don't take it. Right. And of course, the argument is going to be, yeah, but <laughs> uh, that's going to be difficult because I'm I not going to participate yeah. in the system. He said, yeah, I know. I'll provide for you. You know, I'll, mm-hmm. uh, and, and by the way, this is why we might have to be uh, asking the question is if they're accelerating and it's near, near meaning years or, you know, within 10 years mm-hmm. or 15 years, uh, are we to prepare something differently? Are we to, are we to get together in community? Are we to you right. know, think about something different, which, which he may be telling us. So we have to ask that question. But uh, the vaccine... Uh, so by definition, it is not the mark of the beast at mm-hmm. the moment. But um, what I wanted to talk about is that it's a, a uh, I believe, two things about it. One, um, it's showing us what mm-hmm. the mark of the beast is going to look like. Right. Um, and it's going to be a registration. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a acceptance and I join it. Uh, and I say yes to that. There's an electronic uh, way that it's measured, which mm-hmm. is what the, the vaccine passport. Right now, a lot of people have to carry their card with them, mm-hmm. uh, but they're going to try to move that to an electronic piece. So it's on your, on your phone. And I believe they have, am I right in saying they've already done that in some countries? In, that so, they've in, already in some made countries, they're already starting... Pass. To work toward that, uh, not universally, because they got to still work on right. getting it done. And in America, again, the technology is being worked on, but it hasn't mm-hmm. been fully implemented yet. Okay. Um, and then third, 
uh, is that if you um, don't have that mark, mm-hmm. you will be refused certain things, uh, and mm-hmm. particularly joining the buying and selling of the economics. So, right. Uh, so the the passport. Um, again, isn't the mark of the beast, and it's not absolute. So God can still say, "Yes, go ahead and take it." Others, others, no. But what I'm trying to uh, demonstrate is that it's a it's a very good visual mm-hmm. to what it's going to be like, and that is that there will be a way. Uh, and by the way, John, here's what I think about this, uh, and we'll talk more about this when we get to the mark. But um, John said he saw it on your wrist. Mm-hmm. and on your forehead. Right. So what I think is mm-hmm. he saw a phone and a uh, uh, a uh, uh, Apple Watch. Oh, interesting. Um, and because what you do with an Apple Watch is you would you'd put it mm-hmm. up to the reader, I got it. Or you would look into it with, because that's, that's how my phone is identified. Uh, right. That it's me. It looks at my image. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think, and I, so I think what you do is you lean in, and John said it must be on their forehead and it must be on their wrist, because mm. uh, he talked about two different places that it is. Right. Uh, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's an implant. I just think it's an electronic device. That's that, interesting. Interesting enough, either you have the device with your wrist, or mm-hmm. it's you, and your forehead uh, that shows right. that you're the mark of the beast. So. Uh, it's a type and it's illustrating to us that a government can say you must. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't, you will be prevented from certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, uh, there's employers right now that uh, say you must take the vaccine. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you can't work for us. Well, there's an economic consequence. Right. Uh, uh, interesting, and this is funny. <laughs> Um, Pfizer vaccine maker, J and J vaccine maker, Mordina, Moderna vaccine maker. Mm-hmm. As employers, they don't require their employees to be vaccinated. Oh, do they not? No. <laughs> uh, they they say we would like you to be, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be to still work right. for us. And if you don't, you just got to get tested. Mm-hmm. So I thought I felt that a little bit ironic. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> when all these other companies are saying you got to right. be vaccinated, as opposed to mm-hmm. uh, maybe they know something that that we don't fully understand, and they want to give people the freedom mm-hmm. uh, to choose, which I would prefer. By the way, is that again right. because I, I see it on both sides, uh, and God's will can be on both sides. Is it would be better in my mind economically. Mm-hmm. If you just said, well, either be vaccinated or agree to get tested and prove that you're not, you don't have it. Okay, good. Uh, that gives you freedom. Um, and then the other thing is in New York City, uh, we see it kind of taken a, a deeper place. By the way, France has taken the same thing. Right. And that is if you don't have the vaccine, you can't do anything. You can't go to the store. Australia, I believe. Australia is, is that way. Uh, you can't buy strong. food. You can't go to the store, you can't go to a restaurant, can't go to an event. Um, and they put it into, you know, in the city. And France has even got to the point where they, <laughs> they have bouncers mm-hmm. at the uh, front door of food, food uh, grocery stores. 
And if you don't have it and you try to enter, the bouncer is going to bounce you out, literally throw you out and say you can't do it. Uh, it's not possible mm. because you don't have the vaccine. So uh, all I'm trying to help illustrate is that uh, two things. Uh, it's a type of. Mm-hmm. It's showing us. And I, I think to me, that's one of the birth pangs. Mm-hmm. Because one of my questions has always been, how is that going to work? Right. And God says, well, do you see? And I, it's like, yeah, I, I see it now. I see how it could be a government mm-hmm. authority. By the way, the CDC is the government authority, which they don't have the right to do, which is funny. Uh, that everybody says, well, because they said we're going to. Um, it'll be interesting to me. And there's been cases that have been attempted to be presented to the Supreme Court, and they've rejected them. Right. So it's interesting to, you know, to see where that goes. But... Um, so you have a government authority that said, this is what you have to do mm-hmm. to join the economic system. And it's like, okay, I see as a, I see that as a picture of, um, right. and now the birth pain, you maybe that's a birth pain. how it could happen. This is how and it could happen. And you can see actually a level of desensitization to that sort of requirement yes. happening because this is, you know, kind of turning up the boiling water on us there where we see, okay, this you get used to this and then the next thing that happens, you, you know, it's not as much of a shock to the system. Right. So right. that's right. You can see that as well. Yeah. Because when it happens, by the way, most of the world, including a lot of believers willingly take it. I mean, they don't even right. think it's bad. They think, okay, great. No problem. It's a good thing. Right. It's, it's a solution. Uh, the other thing um, that I believe is that uh, God is teaching us Mm-hmm. That since the world is going to get tricky and maybe the birth pangs are accelerating, that uh, because it's absolute not to take mm-hmm. the mark of the beast, you have to learn to hear my voice. You have to have right. confirmation, by the way, in community mm-hmm. with other believers that say, yep, we see that. And no, we're not supposed to do it because God says, I've got to train you to follow my will. Right. Uh, And, you know, as you say that, one of the things that I think about part of that training that I'm seeing going on in in my circles, I'm seeing a lot of people really wrestling with identity lately. And I think part of that is in order for us to, to wholeheartedly follow him in this, we need to let go of our identity as um, Christian and Republican, Christian and Democrat, Christian and Christian and anything Christian and you know, mom, it, our identity is Jesus and that's it. And we've got to land on that. Our identity is Jesus. So that when the storms hit, we are anchored in and fixed on one point. And that one point leads us to truth. As long as our, we are Jesus plus anything, we are going to be off kilter. Exactly. Right. Um, and therefore, um, if I said to you, Kathy, you know, who are you? Mm-hmm. Um, you would respond, I'm a, I'm just a follower of God living in his kingdom, mm-hmm. learning to follow his will. Absolutely. That's it. And, and there's really no other question for me to ask you. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. But are you, are you like me? Are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? Are you this? Are you that? Uh, do you, you uh, want to take the vaccine or you don't? Um, I need to qualify you. No. Right. Uh, I just asked you a simple question. You know, how do you identify yourself? I'm a, just yeah. a follower of Christ, which means, well, then we're brothers and sisters. Right. And together, we're going to walk into God's will 
because mm-hmm. you have a heart to do it. I have a heart to do it. And nothing that we might see differently is going to divide us. Right. Because we truly are going to go all the way to seek God's will, yes. including, you know, like right now, um, I can be in the room with somebody that is in the opposite perspective of, of me on the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, and my only question is, well, I've got it settled. How about you? Right. Yep, I've got it settled. Hey, well, it's different than mine. See, my I rejoice. Hallelujah. Right. That's what God said to you. We can well, be in the truly, very same space to together. Let's walk together. Yeah. And truly, you're not even on opposite. You have received opposite answers, but you're not on opposite sides because the side you're you're both on is I value God's will above all else. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, and I, so and you're I, on the and same I'm so side excited. receiving different answers. And yes. by the way, we talked about this uh, actually Wednesday um, when we talked about God's will is mm-hmm. I'm so excited about that that I rejoice with you that you got confirmation and you're walking yes. in God's will. Yep. Uh, and now, by the way, that's one thing you got resolved. What else you got going? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know God's will for that? Do you know God's will for that? I'm going to walk with you. And I'm, I'm thrilled and excited that we get to do that together. And I don't even see, because I don't care about the answer, mm-hmm. um, other than I've done the same thing and I've received my answer and I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, I know there's consequences on either side of it. Okay, now right. what? Right, absolutely. Now what? You know, and hey, by the way, I can help you with your now what. You can help me with my now what. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Well, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and what it's going to be characterized is it's called the remnant community. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remnant, uh, when, it, when it comes to the tribulation and the one world government gets put in place, and the mark of the beast is being asked to be given to everybody. Which, by the way, is simply immediately going to put all, all truly abiding Christians in this category that you're talking about, this, this remnant we're seeking his wisdom. But we are going to be on the outside of everything we've known how to function as normally. Absolutely. Um, you know. and, um, and we're going to be called foolish, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, because um, remember, and then we'll get into this, but the beast... Uh, is the system not a person? Mm-hmm. And we'll, t- we'll talk. We're going to talk about that. But the beast is a system, not a person. So that um, if I said to you right now, a, a example of that um, would be New York City. Mm-hmm. Well, New York City is not a person. It's their it's their government that they've decided the system is such that unless you take the unless you have the vaccine, you can't. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a person. That's not an antichrist. That's the system. Well, mm-hmm. that would be a representation of the beast. The beast is the system. So that right. when this happens, remember, it happens because the world has collapsed economically. Mm-hmm. The beast, the system, which we'll d- describe it later, uh, comes up with a solution. Right. That people embrace because uh, they willingly so embrace it yes. because they see it as we're, we're suffering mm-hmm. and now we don't have to because the beast, the system, they won't even call it a beast. It'll be the system. The new government, the, the one world government has a solution. Isn't that great? You got to mm-hmm. take the mark. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, and actually here's what's going to happen. There'll be a lot of believers that will say to, to we who understand the truth. No, don't take it. They're going to say, how foolish are you? You think this is the tribulation. This is God's answer to the problem. 
And that's yeah, what's going to flip on us. Uh, and the believers are going to be against believers uh, and say, mm -hmm. you guys are idiots. You're foolish. Um, you're seeing this wrong. You're off base. Um, yeah, you nutty guys are, are crazy, you know. And But mm -hmm. we who are of the remnant, um, who understand it, God's going to confirm for us, this is it. Don't take the mark. <laughs> mm -hmm. And by the way, uh, here's, here's how a lot of people get around that. I just read it today. It's really interesting. Um, it was describing an article. It was describing the vaccine passport. Mm -hmm. And they said it, just like I've saying it, it's not the mark of the beast, mm -hmm. but it's a good picture of the mark of the beast. And mm -hmm. then they say this, but don't worry because we'll all be raptured. Right. So don't worry about it. Well, that was an interesting comment to me. Uh, was, well, then, if that's true, which, by the way, personally, I would really hope that that's true. <laughs> uh, but, because of, but because of Scripture, it's not clear mm -hmm. that it's absolute. It's one of those things that, well, that's not absolute, so we got to go pursue that. What I read is that believers are going to be here mm -hmm. at the beginning of the tribulation faced with the choice of, make, of taking on the mark of the beast. And so... Mm -hmm. Uh, what I do understand is I got to get prepared for that. Mm -hmm. um, I have to have community with me that's going to support me and support each other to confirm, don't do it. Yeah, there will be consequences, but trust God. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there'll be, and why, and why we're, we're saying this to everybody is consider, um, are you uh, willing and, and able to process abiding and process hearing from God and knowing his will? And if not, go deeper into that so that you can learn it. God says, I want to train you in that. Mm -hmm. And then secondly is, is do get a group around you. Yes. Uh, and again, let me phrase it a different way. Let's assume it's another hundred years away. Okay, none of us will be alive. Okay. Uh, so we, all right. We, we could see it, we could think it, we could say, I think the pangs are getting there. But by the way, other, other generations have felt the same way. Uh, okay. So I still understand that it, it could not be the time. Um, and I'm good with that. Um, and that's why I can't predict that, oh yeah, for sure it's gonna, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, by the way, nobody can. Um, but let's assume that that's so. Here, let me let me phrase up why you need to get a community anyway. <laughs> I do know this. Because of what's happened, particularly recently, mm -hmm. the world is getting much more difficult to maneuver. The yeah. consequences are going to be dramatic and quick. Mm -hmm. uh, which means we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, economic issues of and by the way, I experienced this, and so did you, and so did everybody listening to me. We experienced it in 2008. Mm -hmm. Man, that went fast. It went from boom, 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 and everybody now, there's a big unemployment issue. Um, everybody's scared. Everybody's uh, in problem, got a problem, and it went fast. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying those things, regardless of whether we're in the, the birth pangs or not, we are going to experience that. Right. And I had at the time, and you had at the time, uh, a community mm -hmm. that helped us walk through that. And so I'm saying to everybody, learn how to follow God's will. Mm 
That's a for mm -hmm. sure. And by the way, that's just life as a believer is supposed to be, whether it's great times exactly. or not great times, that that's the way it's supposed to be. And then secondly is you do need a body of believers around you mm -hmm. that are willing to go to God together with you. Um, and whether you call it a remnant community or just my, my small group or whatever, <laughs> make sure you have one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, and go and go to facilitate it, ask God to get you to the right people at the right place. Uh, and I've seen that happen over the last six months where people have said, I don't even know where to go. Mm -hmm. I said, well, just ask God. And then all of a sudden they get introduced to something and somebody, oh, look at this and look at this. And all of a sudden they got this great community around them because what mm -hmm. can see God's will. Let me let me give you that community. Uh, it's really, really, really important. So. Uh, and I know you've got you've got one, and and that really yes. uh, is a beautiful thing for you to live in and enjoy. Yes, and you know whether it is dealing with you know future stuff with the tribulation and everything to come, or simply life circumstances, and you know even the last time I met with my ladies and um, we were helping, you know one of the ladies was really in a crisis about what to do with her job. And she was in the middle of the crisis so much that she couldn't see the forest for the trees. And the rest of us saw with such clarity and could easily say, okay, go back and tell us again what God told you. You know, stepping into this situation. Well, he said, and she pulls out her journal, whatever. Okay, do you see, you know, do you see what you just said, even what he has already, what he's already told you is the anchor here. So what's keeping you from stepping into that? Right. Right. You know, and, and we're able, and we, I just got a text from her just a little while ago saying, Hey, by the way, thank you everyone for bringing me right back to the truth. I needed to hear yeah. not that I wanted to hear, but that I needed to yeah. hear. And I want you to know, I confirmed this with my husband again, and I'm stepping out in obedience tomorrow, pray ahead of it. And, and that's what we're there for. That that's, is community, you know. That's beautiful. Um, okay, well, let's, we're going to go as we move on to the signs and the birth pangs um, that uh, in chapter 6 of Revelation uh, starts the opening of seals. Um, and uh, remember that what he's talking about and picturize is a scroll. Mm -hmm. um, and a scroll is wrapped up, parchment that is wrapped up. Um, and so what we get to see to start with is the, the basically the outside. Mm -hmm. um, and it's all rolled up. So he says, I'm going to open up the scroll uh, and the seals. The scroll um, basically uh, starts out with a seal and the seal would be exactly like we've seen in movies when you ever saw a uh, uh, like that a, wax seal the wax, that impression okay. the wax impression where they would uh, they put it on there melt it and stamp it okay. it hardens uh, so that letter that document is sealed mm -hmm. um, and that's what it was it was very that's how they did it same thing um, and so as we're un undoing this, it starts with, when it says seal number one, first seal, that's the one on the outside. Mm, okay. okay, so I open that up, um, break it basically. I, I unroll the scroll to the next seal. Oh, so while they were doing it, and this is, <laughs> this is really cool, which, which is, is, is uh, to demonstrate the amazing 
truth and beauty of God, it had to be rolled up from the end to get to the beginning. I never thought of that. So the end yeah. was already written. Right. And they, they, so they wrapped it up. They started out. And it's so like, this would have been one continual scroll. One continual scroll. With seals along the way. Seals along the way. That's so that, um, And again, the picture of it would be, if you ever rolled up uh, like a small carpet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you start at one end. Right. And you roll it, roll it, roll it. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Until finally you get to the to the to the final one, the end of it. Right. Well, you started it on one end and you finished it on the other, mm-hmm. and the on the one that you finished on, that's the outside. Right. And the inside is what you started with. Yes. Okay. What God had to do had to start with the end first. He had to roll up, roll it up, and then he what he did is he rolled it up, and then he put a seal on it. Rolled it up some more. Put a seal on it. Roll it up some more. Put a seal on it. There's seven seals. Mm. Um, and so when John says the first seal, it's not the end; it's the beginning. Oh, that's interesting. It's really, I've never it really is. It really yeah. is interesting. Um, so uh, these seals, uh, there's two fundamental interpretations of them, and and that is that um, we know for sure that they happened prior to uh, mid-trib. Mm-hmm. Because at mid-trib, through the abomination of desolation, when the Antichrist said, I'm God, that begins the bowl judgments from God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is prior to that. Okay, so uh, all, seven, all seven seals are prior seven to Seven seals are prior to that. Bowl um, okay. Then... The question is, okay, does it start at the tribulation? Mm-hmm. Or are these seals that open up prior to the tribulation that get to the tribulation? Um, right. Which, which could be very, very true. Um, okay. And we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit about that. So that um, he says certain things that we could say, huh, uh, that could be already happened. It could have already happened, mm-hmm. or maybe it's ready to happen, or it's going to start happening. Um, and it might be the uh, announcation of, uh, "Hey, this is now that this this is getting to the birth pangs are really getting mm-hmm. close, and the tribulation is is getting pretty close because the seals are open." And and the other right. aspect of it is, they don't necessarily happen again in our timeline. You know, boom, boom, boom. They could mm-hmm. be. They could be. This opens up, and maybe through three, four, five, six, ten years later, the next one opens up. Right. So it doesn't mean just because the first one opened up that the other ones are going to go right away. Right. That his However, time. However, they will be sequential. They will be sequential, uh, okay. because of the way it's done, um, mm-hmm. leading to the end. By the way, so we know the last one isn't going to happen before the first one. Right. Right. Because it's really, it's really pretty cool. Okay, so oh, um, cool. go ahead and read uh, Revelation uh, 6, uh, 1 through 8. These are the first four. Uh, there is a difference between um, uh, 5, 6, and 7 and 1 to 4. So we'll, we'll get to okay. that in a minute. Uh, so, uh, or actually, we won't get it to it this time. We'll get to it next time. Uh, but go ahead and read Revelation 6, uh, 1 through 8. 
Now I watched when the lamb opened one of the seven seals and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, come. And I looked and behold a white horse and its rider had a bow and a crown was given to him and he came out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard a second living creature say, come and out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth so that people should slay one another. And he was given a great sword. And when he opened a third seal, I heard a third living creature say, come. And I looked and behold a black horse and its rider had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and wine. And when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come. And I looked and behold a pale horse and its rider's name was death and Hades followed him. And they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and with famine and with pestilence and by wild beasts of the earth. Okay. Well, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very, uh, very. Uh, and again, the um, part of the reason that there's a strong argument that this is prior to the tribulation mm -hmm. uh, is that this, uh, these four, first four particularly, uh, that um, during the tribulation, and remember, it's a seven-year period, the one week left of Daniel. Right. Uh, seven years. We know that mid-trib is when the Antichrist said, I'm God. The right. last three and a half years is the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. And the first three and a half years is really the building up of the power and admiration of the Antichrist mm -hmm. as somebody who's good. Right. Somebody who is uh, pleasant. Um, and because we use the word Antichrist, we think Satan, mm -hmm. which, by the way, Satan's behind it all. Um, and they partner up as the Holy Trinity. Uh, Satan, who becomes, in essence, uh, remember, he's counterfeiting everything. Right. So Satan becomes the essence of the father. I'm mm -hmm. directing traffic. Uh, the Antichrist would be his son hmm. ruling okay. on earth. And then the false prophet, who is a Christian uh, identifier, joins the, the F effort and says everybody should follow him, uh, is the Holy Spirit. Uh, now, remember, it's counterfeit. So it's, it's not that they have the same uh, right. constituency. They're basically impersonating. Yeah, they're impersonating. Uh, the well, Trinity, although term. the yeah. Trinity is, is, is God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one with different, mm -hmm. different personalities and functions, um, and they all operate together. Uh, what Satan counterfeits is the Trinity, but the form of the Trinity, not, not a similar thing, because he, he doesn't right. have that power to do that. Um, okay, so during the first three and a half years, when the beast, you remember mm -hmm. the beast is the system, the one world government, which we're gonna talk about here directly, uh, is put in place and it says that there's great wealth building during that time. Mm -hmm. In other words, things really turn out very, very well 
It's the perception of good. Perception of wealth. Perception uh, because of it's going to be it's going to yes. be a uh, what they call a phantom wealth, and that would be mm-hmm. uh, similar to you know right now I've got a, a private company. Mm-hmm. Well, I own stock in that company, uh, and I could tell I could say to it it's worth X, mm-hmm. calculated. Now I can't go sell it. There's no buyer for it. So I have it. It's a perceived mm-hmm. wealth, but I can't I can't translate that into something different because there's no buyer for that that right. stock that I own. So and this is what it's going to be is that in the in the tribulation, um, people are going to receive uh, shares value in the beast, mm-hmm. the corporations, the corporate structure, and you'll look like. It's gaining more and more and more. So you could you could check its value and say, "Hey, I got more today," but you can't go sell it. Right. So so just to clarify for me then, given that you said the the mark of the beast will come, you know that will come at the beginning of the one world government. Yeah. Which should be the beginning of the tribulation, correct? Yes. So really, those first three and a half years, um, assuming we are not raptured pre-trib, assuming we're here for at least the beginning of the tribulation, those three and a half years, while they may have the perception of prosperity for the majority of the world, that is not going to be the case for the remnant. And in fact, we would be living really because we would not have access to the power and the, the wealth that the beast system is under exactly correct? yeah uh, and that'll be the uh, that'll so be the fundamental our cho- preparation that's going to be the fundamental know. choice is yes is well yeah but if i don't take the beast i can't participate and god said yes i know right. i'll i'll direct you uh and provide for you and show you how to uh still receive my blessedness in spite of that and again we have daniel as the as the example yeah. of that uh, and can't you see though where the deception would easily come in there. Oh yeah. Because so you know, so many Christians, if if you are not abiding and listening and asking and seeking in the midst of all of this, well, this is good, this is prosperity, this is God's favor on me in this time. Why would I not take the the mark and enjoy this? Exactly. You know, it, yeah. this can't be truly the mark if if it's providing for me. That's right. That's so there's right. some there's a level of discernment and deception that we've got to pay attention oh, to. Oh yeah, and that's why we need each other. And we'll talk more about this because yeah. it's uh, it's very specific and talked about in scripture. But as we look at these seals being opened up, um, there's a lot of very negative things <laughs> that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, during the first three and a half years, for the populace of the of the world. They don't experience these awful things, mm-hmm. and that's why there's a strong understanding that these likely are all opened up prior to the beginning of the tribulation. Mm. They're just they're just ushering because in. These are bad. Or, you know, they will they will feel negative, and those first three and a half years for those who have the mark of the beast are not going to feel negative. That's right. Is that basically what you're saying? That's right. That's right. Except for the remnant who's going to say, yeah, we got a problem. Yeah, this is bad. This is tribulation. Uh, okay, so uh, John says, well, there's only one worthy mm-hmm. of opening up the seals. Who's that? It's Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so Jesus, who has, because of what he's done for us uh, and is sitting at the right hand of the Father, he's worthy, which, by the way, 
uh, and this is really cool about, uh, about Jesus, is that in essence, because he sealed it, mm-hmm. he knows all about it. So he does know everything that's in, those, in that scroll. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that can do it. Now, now this is cool. Um, when we see the movies about England and France, when they had the seal, who can open up the seal? The king. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Only yeah. the royalty. You're right. Only the royalty. That's why it was sealed. It's it delivered. Yeah. And I give you permission, or I or I open it up. That's the only authority. The to only open authority it. is to open up the seal. And by the way, if you if you if you violated that, you're out. You know. Right. Uh, so Jesus sealed it. Mm-hmm. So he knows all about it. Interestingly enough, he says, "I don't actually know the day and, and hour. Hmm. Uh, only the Father does." Uh, so that as he undoes the seals. Um, uh, even he knows because uh, that there's still there's still a time to this that only the Father will finalize it. Um, I know okay. I know what's going to happen, uh, and I can unseal it. So he says you can unseal it. Uh, okay. So um, well, what is he unsealing toward? Mm-hmm. He's unsealing toward the tribulation. Okay. Okay. When the tribulation happens, remember it's a seven-year period. Right. Um, at the beginning of it is what is put in place is one world government. Mm-hmm. A new system with new economics. It'll be an electronic right. currency. So there'll be no longer dollars and yen and pounds and euros. Right. They'll all be gone. One world economy and one world government. One world economy, one world government that now will rule Mm -hmm. the entire world of how everybody is to function Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, governance, what laws we put in place, which will replace, by the way, uh, so we in America have the Constitution. Mm -hmm. We have... You know, scores and scores and books and books of laws that have been, uh, you know, given by the Congress and approved by the Senate and negotiated with the president and, uh, you know, supported by the Supreme Court. We operate under law. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's called our governance. So that, um, and this is, by the way, the issue with the CDC. Mm-hmm. The CDC came out and said everybody should be vaccinated. Right. Well, interesting enough, with our governance, they don't have the authority to do that. Right. Right today, at the moment. It, it, what has to, what should happen in order to make it law would be Congress would have to develop a bill, the Senate would have to agree and, and coordinate it together, say, okay, we, we now have the same bill. We, we vote on it and we vote, a majority said yes, we give it to the president, he signs it, it becomes law. It can be mm-hmm. challenged at the Supreme Court. Supreme Court can say, no, we don't agree with that, it's not law, or yes, we do, we agree with it, it's law. By the way, they can, they can agree with it by doing something interesting and say, we're not taking the case, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is happening right now, by the way. Which is, yes, you've seen an uh, example but, of that. So the CDC has made this, and people have adopted it as law, even though it's not. Okay. Uh, 
So it's an interesting dynamic that, you know, again, is this another birth pain that mm-hmm. we're losing the essence of our, even our, our normal democracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when the new one world government comes, um, all of that is basically completely eliminated. Mm-hmm. No constitution, no Congress, no Senate, no presidency, no Supreme Court. The court elevates up to the court of the one world government and everything that we've done is now uh, basically lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, um, that's what the SEALs are, are getting ready to move toward. Okay, now, uh, I want to talk about the one world government. Okay. Uh, interesting enough, it's, <laughs> it's not a, well, where did that come from? And, how, and who did that? Mm-hmm. You know, how is that possible? How could all, because wait a second, we as countries, we're not talking about that. Uh, saying, you know, let's all form one world government. Well, interesting enough, uh, there's a group, groups mm-hmm. that have been working on this, uh, interesting enough, for centuries. Right. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to describe them really to you. And really right out in the open. It's in the open. Uh, yeah. And the, uh, and you can all go on online if you want to. I'm going to illustrate. I'm going to tell you what it is. And I would urge you to go online and, and go look. But they state unequivocally, openly, our desire, our purpose is to form one world government. Yeah. Okay, the first one uh, that I'm going to talk about is, is called the Skull and Bone Society, um, in, uh, founded in Yale University mm-hmm. in 1832. Oh. Uh, and... Um, uh, they were linked immediately to the Illuminati, which I'll talk to in a minute. Uh, and their purpose, uh, by the way, it's a secret society. So you, you can't read a lot about it because they don't publish much. But the one thing they do say is our goal is to have one world order. It's called one world order. Um, well, uh, the Vanderbilts are part of that, the Rockefellers, uh, the Kelloggs, and by the way, the Bush family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't now, know. If how you, do you know the who's that are? Involved? Oh, they 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 yeah, identify themselves. I'm part of okay. I'm part of the curious. skull and bones. Okay. Uh, and you can you can go look it up. Uh, okay. So, I don't know if you remember when George Senior Bush was president. I do. Well, he made speeches, and and continually spoke. Um, I am I am I am trying to help get to one world order. Do you remember that at all? I, I don't remember this. I didn't listen to the speeches. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you can go back. I re- I do remember. I, it. <laughs> um, I do remember it. And and he was speaking openly, mm-hmm. uh, one world order, uh, which is by the way the the skull and bones, um, uh, and these are all uh, uh, people that are high up in government, high up in business. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, they were, you know, attended Yale University and, and attended uh, and joined what's called the Skull and Bones. Okay, the next one is called the uh, Council of Foreign Relations. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a uh, founded in New York City in 1921, okay. um, and it was a group of people that said, you know, let's get together, we influencers of the world. Um, and uh, let's set up a uh, called the CFR, Council of Foreign Relations. Mm-hmm. And our mission is one world order. 
Interesting. Um, okay. And they've been working at it since 1921. Uh, they're directly connected uh, to the world banking system and the Federal Reserve System, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, and they understood that everything, one world order, is really about economics. Okay. Uh, governance will be established, but they were looking at it as controlling the economics of the world through their governance, not let's go gain power through governance uh, and see what economic happens. They do it the opposite. Okay. Let's control the economics. Uh, uh, so uh, people that are of CFR um, uh, are people that are um, in government, um, uh, people in the CIA, uh, etc. cetera. Um, a person by the name of Joe Biden, Oh, interesting. Uh, is okay. uh, CFR. Um, the Bushes are uh, CFR. Jimmy Carter, Clintons, Dick Cheney, uh, Cuomo's, by the way. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Gates, who used to be the CIA, Alan Greenspan, Mikhail Gorbachev, uh, Newt Gingrich. Is CFR. So you've really got both sides of the spectrum. Ah, this. yeah. Yeah. This is uh, Ruth right? Ginsburg and Neil Gorsuch mm. uh, are both okay. CFR Supreme Court justices. Um, John Kerry, uh, Henry Kissinger, um, uh, uh, people in, in uh, uh, Fox, Robert Murdoch is CFR. Mm -hmm. uh, Janet Napolitano, uh, former uh, Homeland Security under Obama. Uh, Rockefellers, Dan Rather, Condoleezza Rice, uh, uh, people at PBS, uh, George Stephanopoulos, uh, Barbara Walters, um, and then a guy by the uh, name of uh, George Soros. Mm -hmm. uh, and George Soros is a multi-billionaire um, who has um, worked at funding a lot of <laughs> things in the world to create chaos in order to bring about the one world order. Uh, and he's he funds that we can get into all this stuff. Um, okay, so uh, interesting enough, uh, and I just looked it up. Um, these, this will surprise people. Uh, Trump, when he was in office, 75% mm -hmm. of all of his senior appointees, from the cabinet to staff to people that headed departments, 75% of them were CFR. Really? Council for Foreign Relations. Hmm. Uh, okay, well, they've been replaced by mm -hmm. Biden's people. Okay, and I looked this up. 92% of all of Biden's appointees are CFR. Council for hmm. Foreign Relationships. And that's why, that's why uh, uh, people, you know, uh, like to get into political arguments. Well, I'm Republican, I'm Democrat, I'm this, I'm that. <laughs> I try to tell them there's a bigger game going on here, folks. Right. Um, and it don't matter. Uh, they're both sides of the aisle are playing this game uh, oh. of moving because of their commitment to the, uh, to the uh, goal, to oh. the objective of one world government. Uh, and that's why, you know, don't, don't look to, to your, your political party. Okay. The next one is the Federal Reserve System, uh, set up in 1913. 
um, not controlled by the U.S. government in any way. It's not a branch of the government. Most people have no idea that that's true. Right. We just uh, assume, yes. They assume, well, it's a federal U.S. Federal Reserve. It, it's controlled by the government because doesn't the president nominate the reserve chairman? And obviously he controls it. <laughs> Interesting enough, no. He just does the form of it. But there, there is no control of the Federal Reserve by any U.S. government branch in any way. They don't report to anybody, and nobody can tell them what to do or not to do. Hmm. Um, and again, the world, uh, they set, when they set it up, their goal was world economic control through monetary and money policies. That's what they set it up originally. And that is in, in print that someone could look up and yep. they could see that. Yep. Wow. Um, and uh, by the way... Uh, Thomas Jefferson warned that if it ever set up a central banking system, it'll be uh, the downfall of the United States Constitution and the U.S. democracy. Interesting. And he predicted it way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, it's um, uh, the Federal Reserve is privately owned. Okay. Okay. That means that they control all this money because it's their money. Right. It's not the government money. It's not a institution money. It's owned by the central bank of every nation. Okay. Uh, well, Rothschild uh, is the one that owns the majority of it, and he's the leader of it. And I'll talk about him in a second. The other uh, ones are Lazad Brothers out of Paris. These are investment bankers. Israel Safe, uh, investment banker out of Italy. Kuhn Loeb out of Germany. Warburg Hamburg and, out of Amsterdam. Lehman Brothers, New York City, Goldman and Sachs, New York City, mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan, New York City, Morgan Stanley, New York City, and Rockefeller, New York City, Interesting. Uh, and a few okay. others. And they're, they've, they're all CFR Okay. Um, that are, have a one-world government uh, in place. Okay, the Rothschilds are the one that really put everything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a family out of Germany in the 18th century. And they establish an international banking network. Um, and their desire was to uh, uh, control the central banks of every nation. And by the way, today, they own and operate every single central bank in the world. Really? Every one of them, including the Fed. Uh, they wanted to acquire control over government officials. They wanted to control uh, over higher institution of education, acquire mm-hmm. control over the press, and have those uh, all subordinated to their goals. So they established a group that's called the Illuminati. And I've heard it, of this before. I don't know it, a lot about it, but I have It's the Rothschilds, and they just said that the Illuminati, and what they noticed was the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. And the Freemasons... Uh, are a group that was way back, uh, you know, uh, in the 1500s, 1600s. And their goal wasn't necessarily one world government. It was just to have influence over the mm-hmm. world. So what they did is, is recruit leaders in government, education, business, etc., to join the Freemasons. George Washington was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a lot of the founding fathers of America were Freemasons. Uh, as influencers uh, back in the 1700s. Well, Rothschild saw that they're all in place. Mm -hmm. So he basically just went to them and said, here's what I'm going to be up to, and I can do this 
and I've got the money to do this, why don't you join me? So the uh, Masons became basically a subset of the Illuminati. Um, and wow. that's why people confuse the two. Uh, there's still differences, but they're, they're really together. But they are tied together, okay. Right. Um, uh, they, uh, the, the Rothschilds initiated the War of 1812 with Britain because mm -hmm. Congress didn't renew their charter, <laughs> their banking charter. That's why it started the War of 1812. Mm -hmm. uh, by the end of the 19th century, uh, they literally control through their banking system and derivatives, uh, which is now computerized, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, half of the world, over half of the world's wealth is in this, is in these groups of people, which is going to ultimately get there. Um, they control every single bank in, in all the world, and that includes the Euro, United States, China, Russia. All of that's controlled. They control the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank. They control the world's wealth, um, and they're behind the scenes leaders of the Federal Reserve System. So, um, uh, as we talk about opening of the seals, which, which we just started, I needed to set up the premise that the purpose of it is to direct us to the tribulation. Mm -hmm. The tribulation is, is set up by the one world government. So that is part and parcel to the four seals. Okay. Uh, they're operating and these seals are being unleashed into the process of setting up the one world government and all we can say at this point is, well, there's, there's organizations that have that as a goal and they do have influence. And by the way, the central bank owned by the Rothschilds and uh, people associated with that own all the central banks. They already control the world wealth. And I'll, I'll go into next time a little bit more about uh, the, the activity of the central bank. And I'll tell you something interesting next time about something that is now true that normally would be done by a central bank but they can't anymore because of the debt load of all the nations and i'll talk i'll talk about that next time so okay. we're wow. uh, we're kind of long on time but uh, <laughs> uh, we're a little bit long on time but uh, 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 it was worth getting into it so i hope you had a, I was say, a it's good, so good time for understanding us to get the history you know i'm assuming a lot of listeners like me this is new information so it's yep. a lot to chew on too yep. and even if you've heard bits and parcels of it not all in one place so it is great to have you unpack it for us yeah uh, so if you got questions send them in uh, a, uh questions at afjministry.com or on youtube uh comments and uh Kathy, we hope you have a great weekend, and uh, we'll pick up uh, Discerning God's Will next time, and then we'll pick this up next Friday uh, because it's getting really interesting. So It is getting very interesting. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us, everyone, and have a wonderful weekend. Yep, we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.